Welcome to episode three of the Be Under Par podcast. Guys, we made it. Here we are. <laughs> Fucking Florida. We sure are. So, we wanted to tell you just a little bit about how we got down here. So, the other day we were trying to decide, like, ah, oh, we're going to leave early in the morning. Uh, so, we got together and we're like, forget it. Let's Let's just hop in the car and get down there, right? Like, why are we waiting? What, what's the, what's the holdup? So we legitimately did just that, but not before Dylan had to go. Was it Dylan? Dylan, did you, yeah. you need a new hoodie? Yeah, yeah. I needed a new hoodie from So <laughs> a, a little, a little stop. And then literally we got on the road at midnight, um, Tuesday, early in the morning. And, uh, we just drove. Yeah. I packed my bag at 1130. Yeah. We kind of decided at like what? 945 at night, <laughs> like just around yep. then we were like, yeah, let's do it. So let's be back here down. at twelve ten, and went on our way. We hit the road. Yeah, it was a pretty, it was a pretty smooth drive. Uh, TT was the lead dog. He drove for eight hours. Yeah, I was clutching. He clutched up. Um, and then like, do you do you mind we, if I share had, this? We, had, we had a we little snag, a, just a, a little, rough little stop snag. To my very calm, clean drive. So yeah, he had been driving. We very, had all asked like well. multiple times, but he doing a great job. Uh, I think all of us were sleeping at a certain point. We were time. flying, like for sure. Yeah, he was. We cruising. were not flying. Not flying. I mean, we were we were making. We were time. obeying. We were I mean, granted, we left at midnight. So yeah, we, we had were no New York traffic. There was not much traffic. Yeah, and it was perfect. So everything was working out just fine. And then it felt like two miles outside of Virginia. I think I had just woken up at this point too. Uh, all of a sudden, we got the flashing lights in our rear view. Not a feeling that. Not a good feeling. No, I, I was not comfortable. TT actually has never been pulled over, so nope. this was a fir- this was a first in his book too. Yeah. Yeah. So that was not a great way to cap off the drive, but I think that uh, that kind of finished his driving for him. I think he was kind of done with that, and then we split up the rest of the time. It was a nice, it was a smooth drive for the rest of that, for the most part. We ended up stopping in uh, Savannah, Georgia, right? Yeah, uh, we played. I can't remember the golf Crosswinds. Crosswinds. I think it was Crosswinds uh, Golf Club. By the way, Savannah, Georgia, if you might not know, is the uh, is my favorite golf movie scene, like the where they play the whatever year it was U.S. Open. Dylan Keith spitting facts the right now. The greatest movie ever made is called The Greatest Game Ever Played. Yeah, so yes, if, that rhymed. So for any of our listeners, hopefully there's some of you out there, um, if you've Please listened listen. to our, if you've listened to uh, either of our first two podcasts, you would have heard. I don't remember if it was first or second, but we were talking about our favorite second. movies. Second, see TT with the facts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that's Dylan's favorite movie. I love it. So we played some golf, we got some swings in. It wasn't always pretty, but it was fun. Can I talk? It about was it? rough. Because um. I got to the golf course and I, you know, there was a, an alarming problem. Uh, I, I loaded my bag in the back of the Be Under Par van um, and I thought I had all my clubs. Go up to the putting green, no putter. Left it in the car. I thought, I remember I was playing with Connor uh, at Greenwoods and. That's our course back at home. That's our course back at home and we were chipping and putting like late in the afternoon, so I thought I left it on seven. Uh, I asked a friend to go check for me, and it's not there. So I, 
My putter is floating somewhere in Connecticut. Might be in somebody's bag. Might be under two feet of snow. So guys, know. yeah, hear this. He uh, he had no putter on a golf trip. So yeah, it was a, it was a bit of an oversight by uh, our main man Mojo here. The most important club oversight. in the bag. Well, not my most important club in the bag, but for, for, for many other people, people, it's the most important club in the bag. Was missing. Yep. So well, yeah. maybe maybe it was for the better. Yeah. And Mojo's gonna tell you why. Um, yeah, um, so we went to a PGA Superstore in Jacksonville, Florida. Second time being in a PGA Superstore. Just as magical as the first time. It was amazing. Five hitting bays, golf clubs lining every square inch of the, of, the, of the store. It's just like a golfer's paradise. It's like heaven for golfers. Um, so I, I bought a new putter. What kind of putter was it? Scotty Cameron. Um, he didn't even roll it on the practice. Board. I didn't. He just said, sir, do you have Scotty Cameron? So he was like, yes. All right, I'll put it at the front for you. Um, Mr. Cameron, if you're listening to this, um, I love your product. So can I interject something about PGA Superstore from my point of view real quick? Um, so, you know, I'm not the greatest golfer, but I'm getting into it, and I'm grinding my way through, and I'm loving it. And I was kind of – you might see a video rant about this a little longer, a little more into it. But um, I was kind of walking around, and I was looking around, and – it's, it's expensive stuff. Like, a lot of the clubs in there were the average family affords grocery bill. And I was just kind of looking around and, you know, it, it was just kind of, I don't know, upsetting slash sad to see that, like, they kind of con a lot of people into thinking that paying a lot of money is going to make you better when, I mean, granted, maybe, not really, but maybe. But looking around, I was just like, this is, there's something wrong with this. I, I, I don't yeah, like this. You can't replace it in the siren's ball. Yeah. I mean, equipment can only go so far. And like I, I was telling you earlier, I mean, my grandpa always used to say this. Ever since he's been alive, or he was alive, he, he felt like that the advertisements for all these new clubs would always say, uh, five yards further, ten yards further, the new model will make you hit it five yards further. But when in reality, if that was the case, you'd be hitting it 550 yards by now. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a fine balance though too. I think, um, but I agree with you. Yeah, the the industry as a whole, yeah. it's it's a little. It it could be misleading if you allow. There's a lot of like almost gimmicky type stuff, and it it can be that. But then also, to anyone listening that is thinking about uh, getting a proper fitting, so just going in and buying a club, right? If you, you just go in, you buy a five hundred dollar driver, that's not necessarily the greatest idea right you just spent 500 bucks not everybody has 500 bucks laying around that they can invest into a driver or a whole iron set that's going to cost you anywhere from a thousand to 2500 right but one of the things that's really important is you go to someone who's going to properly fit you for your clubs and what you may find out in that fitting is the fact that hey i need to get more of a consistent swing so before I spend any money, especially if you're new to golf, like TT, you're pretty new to golf. So like finding that consistent swing first and feeling comfortable enough before you get fit for a set of golf clubs and before you, you know, get the right equipment, you just want to get a repeatable swing down. So a lesson would go a long way as opposed to investing thousands of dollars into new sets of uh, a new set of golf clubs that isn't going to be the best investment when you don't have a consistent swing. So that's just something to keep in mind you know that's that's definitely something that's i i think uh in my experience in golf 
is uh, something that's really important. And as a person that plays a lot of golf and has bought many golf clubs and many sets of golf clubs, I can I, I have to agree. If you're gonna spend the money, you know, on like a used car, you better make sure it works for you. Because they're gonna go out there. I mean a lot of people suffer from a condition known as shinyitis. I do too. Um, this condition is where you go out and you think that the greatest the latest and the greatest equipment will make you play better. And you know what? For a week it does. You feel really confident and then after that week you're back to your old self. So you think that Scotty's gonna help you play better? For about a week, maybe. Wait, but but another thing is for people that are thinking about getting into golf, don't let the fact that equipment being expensive. Yeah, I mean, let me run that my, back. My, don't let the fact that uh, don't let the fact that well, don't let the fact that equipment is worth so much. What am I saying, guys? It's, I think late, I it's, 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 it's late or early here. It's, it's yeah. been a it's, long day. It's so. late. We're at the Airbnb. We're running on minimal sleep. It's about I think, I think Don't like, let the fact that. You don't need expensive golf equipment. Golf. Is so expensive. Don't let it turn you away from playing golf. Exactly. You can you there, can find so many alternatives. There's to used expensive clubs. Everywhere. Like, used clubs everywhere. Don't ask a friend. Don't let it. Yeah. Don't let it deter you starting to play the game. Yeah, Actually, exactly. you have a friend back home that's been wanting to yeah. start to play. Yeah. I mean, that, that's how we got Tyler into it. Yeah. My, my parents got me a two hundred dollar set for my birthday. You know, yeah. A full set. If you're looking for like discount clubs, which I know, I mean, kind of sidetracking here, but. Um, Mike's Golf Outlet in uh, Hartford. I know that's in our area. They have very, they have well, like big brand clubs like TaylorMade, Titleist, all of them for a discounted price because they've been used. So that's the best way to get into the game. Well, you know what's even a better way there, Dill, is uh, go talk to a friend that plays golf. Yeah, right? exactly. Go yeah. to the most knowledgeable person that you know. Yeah. Start start asking questions. Yeah, and I was then, talking about like after that. No, no, yeah. I, I got you. And then you can just, you can help go talk to your local PGA professional, go talk to a friend maybe that plays golf, you'll find your way and you don't have to spend a lot of money. In fact, you you can almost get golf clubs for free uh, if you if you have the right friends that can help you out. So it's, don't let that be a bearer, barrier of entry to the game of golf because you're going to miss out on a lot of fun. Like we've talked about before, it could be frustrating at times, but at the end of the day, like that's why we just made a 16-hour drive on a whim to be able to come down and, and uh, play some golf, right? So that that's what's great about it. Brings everybody together, and uh, it would it was also to uh, you know to leave behind one of the biggest snowstorms of the year. <laughs> oh yeah, Storm Bailey. Storm Bailey. 16 inches plus in some places, maybe. Yeah, so it's actually happening as we speak. Yeah, sorry, mom, I wasn't there to shovel the drive. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Coach Shebe. Uh <laughs> I know I'm I'm supposed to be out there shoveling for you, but I'm playing golf. I told Sorry, my mother, Dad, I wasn't gonna be much of a help anyway. <laughs> I told my mother go find a guy to plow, to plow the driveway because I'm not gonna be here. So there you go. So after we hit the PGA Superstore, which was fun, I tried a couple drivers. Tried the new Sim driver, the new Maverick. How were they? Um, they were good. I think I hit the Maverick better, but to be fair, I didn't really get to try a whole. I was under impressed with uh, my fitting experience. I didn't really get a fitting, but um. I was underwhelmed with that, but that's beside the point. It's fun to hit some new drivers, yeah. uh, but it wasn't a good enough experience to make me want to pull the trigger on a new driver. So, would, would you rent the PJ? Recommend the PJ Superstore to anybody to get a fitting after uh, your current experience? Uh, I mean, it was only one place, so I you'd have to go to your local. But I, it was a it was a fun it was fun to hit some golf balls. They have some great 
they like technology wise they have some of the best technology as far as launch monitors and uh simulation setup so getting a bit into the weeds getting a little geeking out a little bit on the uh on that part of it but after the pga superstore what do we do boys we went to top golf yeah Top golf. So for any, you don't even have to play golf really uh, no. to top most golf. Pe- most people don't. We actually felt a little, a little out of the. We order felt like there. the weirdos. Yeah. We yeah. brought our, our we brought, we brought, we were wearing all our golf. We were planning on playing this course before, like well, it started to rain today. Sure, that's why. We yeah, we had a tee time at St. John's, and we're actually St. John's Golf and Country Club. Yeah, exactly. And we're actually uh, we're set up to play there tomorrow. We got rained out. It was like a freaking monsoon. Thunderstorms. So we had to pivot. Right, we had to pivot. We had our tea time. We had to actually head over to the PGA Superstore, spend a few hours there, and then we headed over to Top Golf a few hours after My that. My recommendation, and we also played mini golf afterwards. Yeah, so it was pouring rain today in in St. Augustine. So yeah, we just had to it was like a torrential time. downpour. We had fun yeah. nonetheless. It was a great day. Yeah, yeah, it was actually my first time at Top Golf. Uh, it was loads of fun. We did a little uh, target seeking game. Did do great, but I was pretty confident in those wedges here and there, you know. So yeah. it was a lot of fun. The wings are amazing, by the way. They're probably some of the best wings that I've had, like at a multi-chain restaurant. Yeah, we tried to do some trick shots too, but we weren't quite on GM golf's level. <laughs> Boo, GM shout golf! Out to G- no, shout out! No, to shout out! Shout out! Hey, golf. It's all love. And uh, for so, if any of you that are listening uh, have ever thought about playing uh, golf. Top golf is actually a really fun way to just get out there, right? Because like you go to the driving range, you don't know what you're doing. That could be fun, but uh, this is a great way because there's games involved. You could be any skill level and have fun, and that's what it's designed to do: have fun, whether you golf or you don't. It's not a true representation of playing the game, but it gets you out there. It gets, yeah, you, swinging. It gets you swinging the club, and that's the first step to. And they they provide the clubs. Too. They yeah. do provide the clubs. You don't even have to own them. Good food, good drinks. Overall, great experience, 10 out of 10. If there was one in my area, I'd probably be there every weekend. That's how much I love it. Now, granted, there still was that uh, stigmatism against lefties. Uh, you yeah, know, golf world doesn't love the lefties. But. No, no, they're not fans. But, you know, hey, we'll just keep persevering, and we're going to take over someday. Don't be worried. One day. You'll one make day. a top golf just for one lefties. Will, we will be appreciated in the golf world. <laughs> A left hand predominant uh, yeah. top golf. Like you top look golf. at even in uh, the superstore, which just oh has racks God. and racks and racks of le- or righty clubs of and all had, brands, and then there was one little had, one little corner of lefty clubs. Yeah, the bargain bin, and it was predominantly <laughs> left handed golf clubs. All all the, yeah, the clearance was left handed because I can't sell it. Yeah, you guys had a big clearance section. I will say that. Yeah, yeah. we did. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem. There's no left handed golfers. It's true. It's true. No, but we got two in our group, so we we're special. That's a pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty good ratio. Got a forty percent of our group is uh, makes for some fun matches, right? Yeah. yeah. And speaking of matches, tomorrow, since we got rained out today, uh, we did technically we had a little um, we had a little match. Uh, we had a mini golf match today, which yeah. was kind of fun. It was actually the most fun I think I've ever had on doing it in mini golf course, honestly. And I liked it because most of the time we do mini golf, right? You go out there. And you just try to have fun, right? Like, you go out there with your buddies who don't really play golf and you guys aren't competitive. Like, I know for a fact, me and Shane, and I'm not saying that anybody else isn't competitive, but me and Shane are pretty competitive people. Like, we're... Sure. So, we were going at each other a little bit. But yeah, we, we did at the top golf. We did at the mini golf. Yeah, fun. we were just calling each other out, you know. Just I'm competitive, but I know my limits. Like, I know I'm not, <laughs> not going to keep up with you guys in golf, but, like, if it was one-on-ones on the court, I'm going... 
all out against you're going hard you're going hard i like it well what i liked about that mini golf course though was that the fact that it was like a natural course there was no i mean it's fun to play with windmills and rippers and stuff yeah there's like no that, real it was literally just like a putting green yeah but undulation a lot of undulation yeah it was cool it was very realistic actually the green speed Sure. Almost like a course. They were rolling like 14s. They were rolling they fast. Were, they were very fast. They were fast, but they were they were rolling like it was like artificial grass, and it was it was good. It was well maintained. Cool. Yeah, they had bunkers and stuff. Yeah, that was one of my favorite. I, I would say to this point, that was one of the favorite. I, I haven't played that many mini golf courses in my life, <laughs> but uh, that's one of the best I played so far. So, did we say that this that? was this was like a Top Golf mini golf course? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's actually attached yeah. to Top Golf. Just outside, so yeah, it was good. It was a lot That's of cool fun. for not yeah for not being able to play actual golf. We did quite a few golf things, but, considering our circumstances. Tell everybody how the mini golf was. That was not your average mini golf course. That was incredibly challenging. Yeah, yeah, definitely, for definitely sure. was. Um, but uh, so tomorrow, right? So we got rained out today for our match. Um. But what's actually going to take place is tomorrow our matches, our true matches start. So we're going to start off with a nine hole, uh, which I guess is one of the best. So supposed it's, to be it's one it's of the rated, best in uh, I mean, Jacksonville, nine hole course. Yeah, well, I, I again, I mean, the numbers probably a little skewed a little bit because I don't know how many nine hole courses there are in Jacksonville, Florida. But it is one of the best, it says. Yeah. Okay. I mean, hey, if there's only I mean, one, they could be the can't best. Can't beat the price, too. 11 bucks. 11, 11 bucks to walk, 15 bucks to ride, nine That's holes. Like 24 bucks to ride, nine. A dollar and ride some change every hole. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're going to kick it off with a nine-hole match. Yeah, and according, we looked at some pictures. It looks really nice. I mean, it looks... Perfect. Should be fun. I'm I mean, excited. I don't care if it's a field. I'm only playing 11 bucks. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to get some swings. <laughs> and play a match, and then... We have our, we got actually a rain, rain check. check today. Mm-hmm. We're going to play St. John's Golf and Country Club. And I'm actually reading about it right now. And um, it was a host to the PGA Tour Qualifying School in 2004 and 2006 cool. through 2009. Wow. So, and this is not too pricey either. It's no, what, very reasonable. 40, yeah. 40 bucks? It's inexpensive. It's it, good. Yeah. So, and there's a lot of water, like most Florida courses. but. Yeah, it looks good. So we got a golf-filled day tomorrow. Yeah, and how we were thinking we were going to break this down. So in a previous podcast, we were talking about it, but how we were thinking we we're going to break this into nine-hole matches. So everything is going to count, right? So that's that's the goal. We're playing full handicap um, from a one up to a, what was it, 25? Yeah. So um, we have a wide range, and that's that's actually exciting to me. I, I think that'll that'll make it a lot of fun. Because, again, that's a true testament to the fact, to the game of golf, again, that you can level the playing field with the handicap system. So, another great reason to play the great game of golf. But, uh, yeah, so tomorrow, and we're going to break these down in nine-hole matches. No gimmies. Put everything out. Now, that is like, especially when you're playing with your buddies. Now, if you're playing a tournament there should never be any type of gimme. If you're if you're playing in a sanctioned tournament, there's definitely no gimmies. But, you know, some scrambles or something like that, the rules get pretty loose. So, uh, but how we're playing this out, we're going to play over the next four days. How we're going to play this out, putt everything out. So you got to make it. Until you got a three-inch putt, you're, you're tapping that in. You miss it, 
still counts. Yep. All right, so I'm, I'm we're right. counting I, every stroke. I mean, and you, you, we, we've all learned the hard way. Like it, for those who have, have played tournament golf, like I know, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not sure uh, about you. I know, I know. Connor definitely has missed some short, short putts. Yeah, I know yeah, I have. You look back. You where, where you, where you get angry that you missed like a like a six footer and you tap it in from the other side of the hole and you miss it. And you then you like, and then after you look up at the leaderboard and you're like, wow, I could have been in third, not eighth. Yeah, it's a game changer. So yeah. we're putting everything out. We're looking forward to it. We actually, we're we're very spontaneous on this trip. We had nothing truly planned out. So far, it's worked out. It's been fun. Um, but we only have our tea times set up for tomorrow. tomorrow. We actually have to book our tea times. Um, we have to book our tea times for Friday. So we're gonna just see how it goes. We're gonna look in the area. We've been talking to local people. We're looking for recommendations. You're not gonna hear this until after we've uh, we've left the uh, Sunshine State, yeah. but we, we, we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna find some good courses to play, right? So Yeah, we threw it up on our story, asking people where we should play, and um, nobody responded, unfortunately. So <laughs> if you are listening to this at the time we posted it, Please interact with us. Please tell us where you're at. We're happy to play with people. We we want to interact with people through this. We want to meet some people and play we're, some golf. That's we're playing. We're, we're playing as we have five people, right? We're playing in two groups as a threesome and a twosome. Like eventually, we want people to come out and play with us. You know, we want to be able to interact and have relationships with everybody. You know, b.under.par on Instagram. Make sure you go drop follow a follow. We are at nine hundred eight followers, Gosh, and that bad. is that number is rising by the minute rapidly. So we're very proud of that. Whenever I look at my phone, there's 14 get notifications. Us, get us to a G, and we'll do something crazy. <laughs> get it, get Con- us. Connor's gonna do something crazy. <laughs> get us to he's a volunteering G himself. I'll, I'll do the snow challenge. Remember the snow challenge? It's gotta be golf related though. Golf snow challenge. I'll hit a golf ball and then I'll jump in the snow. All right, deal. Yeah, jump we have. Snow. Snow. We might have 16 inches of snow to come home to. Yeah, this is yep. not gonna be. I'm not looking forward. That's to gonna it. be lovely. Frozen tundra. Um, so we still have to figure out all the places we have to play. Oh, guys, uh, we were talking about possibly playing TPC Sawgrass. That's yeah, I'm, looking, I'm actually yeah. looking at this at the Sawgrass, moment. Sawgrass, maybe PJ National, but I think yep. you got to stay and play there. So we're 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 trying to figure out. Uh, we're we're thinking about playing Dives Valley, the Player Stadium. A little steep, a little, a little steep, steep on the budget. Five, five twenty-five yep. per person to play. Yeah, that pretty much 18. was the budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not that's not what we're going for. Yeah, so but, a little um, much, but that that's definitely something we're going to play in the future, right? Yo, hundred percent, man, without a doubt. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited for what's uh, what's coming, and what I think has got to take place, or what I think this is really going to be. I want to make this obviously have fun. But I wanna, I wanna get some a little bit of pressure on uh, some of these nine hole matches, and since we're gonna break it down into nine hole matches, so we're gonna keep track over the whole. It'll be stroke play and Stableford, but over the whole um, time that we're playing, we're gonna keep track of our strokes. So right, we'll we'll have by the end, we'll know exactly what we shot over those four days of play, um, which is good because that's a challenge. So that means. You got to grind it out, right? Like every single, even though it's amongst friends, we're going to grind it out. We're going to try to have the best score we can have possible, right? That's the goal always, but even more so when there's no gimmies or when there's gimmies and you're kind of just like playing loose, you're, you know, playing with your buddies. Like 
you're, you're not grinding over every shot. You're not really thinking about like, okay, if I miss this, you know, you got it. Every shot matters, right? So definitely, it's a different. Yeah, it's a whole other animal, and you, you, your knees start to buckle on those four footers when you know that it's all you. Like, there's no chance. Like sometimes when you're playing match play, like in, in like a match at not not our match play, but like in a match like a course with some old guys in the morning, right? You're you're playing and you're they give you like a three footer or they give you like the first like the beginning especially in the beginning of the round they start giving you putts so then later in the round they can make you putt those and you'll be a little rusty on them. Yep. But there's none of that. So you have to be right ready right from the get go. About get go. Yep. You're ready from the right from the beginning. No gimme. So you have to be you have to be steady, you know? For sure. So mojo. We're gonna see how that new Scotty's uh, oh, holds up under pressure. I I mean, the old mojo died with the old putter. Mm. New new putter, new mojo. Okay. We shall see you tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm I'm really excited to just get down to the nitty gritty. I mean, I don't think I've ever played in a match that's entirely stroke play and had a really grind every putt out. I think the last time that I was in one of those was when I played in high school. So two. Two solid two years ago, and that was like the first time you've ever. That was the first very, time practically ever played, ever played golf, and we put yeah. you into the the Berkshire League championship. What was, yeah. what was the best round you shot in the Berkshire League? In the Berkshire League, um, that is a number I can't think of at the moment. I'm actually glad I can't think of it because it would probably be, most likely be pretty bad. I think honestly, the most the number that probably comes to mind is 67 for nine. But I think you broke 67. You gotta. No? Damn, I've, shot, I've almost shot 60. I've, I've shot 68 for 18. See, that just puts it into perspective, you know? But I've also grown a lot, and I'm feeling a lot better about the state of the game. And, um, you know, I've tossed a couple... Uh, Dylan might be... I definitely shot 69. I definitely shot 69. Maybe 70. No, I definitely shot 69. Definitely. Home course. I know I wasn't there. That was a good score. I I shot 69. It was, it, I mean, I definitely did the, yeah. I remember that. We I, believe I, I was playing in the morning. But the fact that he just fluffed his stats on, yeah, the, I, I, I was trying, on yeah. the mic here, Damn, it's a little I, bit disconcerting. I, <laughs> I didn't call you out, TT, when you said shot 82. <laughs> hey, uh, we like to keep him honest here. So, <laughs> it's all love. Um, but yeah, that's, so what's everybody's, uh, no, we're on the subject. What's everybody's low round? Low round. 69, we know Dylan's. Yep. Was theoretically. Cir- circle back to me. TT? <laughs> I had a little 71 at Keeney Park in a tournament. That was my low. Nice. Um, I mean, I went like three under par, but I was for nine, and I backed it up the next day and shot eight over, so. We we're talking eight about 18 hole, regular. Nine, nine hole is great, but that doesn't. Yeah, I've shot in 31, nine. 32, 31. Oh, but then I shot 40 on the back. 41 on the so mind you, I'm like a 10 handicap, 12 handicap, depending on the day and like whatever the CSGA decides I am. Um, oh Jesus. Probably, it's not good, don't laugh. It's probably like a 76, 75. Okay, fine. So par. Dude, yeah. we are all over the board here. Yeah, yeah. so we're just asking. That's what 70s for yeah. me. That's my lowest. I think. Par 70, so. Even par. I've never broke par for 18. I think I'm probably sitting somewhere in the mid to high 80s, and I I have a witness that can attest to that. So, 
There's not an official number. It was, number was not an 82, was it? It, it was not an 82. We're trying to pat. You know, it's, it's, it's It was more or less somewhere between 85 to 89. Now, <laughs> but regardless. On the Canaan, right? Unless, so, no, it's a Tuxus. A Tuxus. Right? Did you say Tuxus? For eight months. No. Guys, that is the great thing about golf. Is it? It's a game that, I mean, you can say whatever score you shot or whatever. But at the end of the day, when you play with a group of people, right, they can kind of figure out real quick, like, did this guy actually shoot what he said he shot? You find that out real quick. And everybody has their off days, their on days, right? But it's tough. It's like a tough game. But, at the, but it, it keeps you honest, or it should, right? So because truly, we're, we're kind of messing around here. But if you've ever played with someone who cheats on a golf course, uh, it's me, the worst thing in the world. And it's like, it's so cringy. It's like, why? Yeah, it's so cringy, though, because it's like, we know you're cheating. And they, they, they kind of almost have to know. Like, you would expect that they kind of know. But some people actually feel like they're pulling a fast one on you. And it's like, come on, man. Like, who are you kidding? Like... Yeah, you play long enough, you know whatever. Yeah, you know the tells, you're right? Like, you, I mean, unless they're hitting, like... 11 or something yeah yeah there's a point there's points if you're lying if you're lying you say you got an 11 and you really got a 12 power to you (laughs) yeah exactly i i will say i I, i'm not one for cheating and like if i tell you i genuinely don't know what i got in that hole i genuinely do not know what i just (laughs) we believe you tt we believe you buddy it's like yeah but I, I think that that's one of the things about golf is it, it is truly a, like a game of integrity. No, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. on you. You know. It doesn't yeah. matter who else knows. Yeah. So at the end of the day, if, if you're not if you're not giving the right scores or you're cheating, you're doing whatever. And we've for anybody that's played golf for long enough, we've all seen it. So And some people are trying to like pull that fast one on you. But Yeah. I have a story, actually. And quick one. Um, I was playing a tournament, and uh, this kid goes... He goes, it was, we, we all three putted the first green, really fast greens. And he goes, uh, automatic two putt every time you hit the green. And I'm like, I thought he was joking, right? And these kids, they I was, I was younger. They actually counted. I, I didn't count my score. I, like, I didn't count my score. at Like, I counted all my putts and everything. But they actually counted as two putts for every hole. And, yeah. I, I, and they ended up beating me. Like, they ended up shooting, like, mid-70s in, like, a top yeah. course. And I shot, like, 84. And it was my first term ever, and I was like, "This, so this is what happens in tournaments, you know?" Yeah, and yeah, it gives a kind of a bad name. I, I have a college. I had a kid in a college tournament in uh, South Carolina. We, we, we all came off a hole. We all made double, all three of us. It was terrible. And then one of the kids goes, "Hey, you guys want to just like take par?" Huh? And he starts laughing, and we were all like, "Huh, oh, that's kind of funny, whatever." And then we're on the next fairway, and he goes, "So we're gonna do it, right?" And we were all like, "No." He's like, oh shit! He started racing. <laughs> yeah, I was actually kind of. I was involved in a little, a little cheating. Um, uh, 18th hole involved. Virtue league. It, it wasn't my idea, but um, the kid I was playing with, he he punched a drive right up the middle, pretty deep, and uh, I I actually hit one pretty good. Um, not as far as his, but uh, I I couldn't find my ball. And uh, finally, after like two to three minutes of looking around, he walks up to me and he's like, he's like, man, I, I just played your ball. And I was like, oh. And I wasn't really aware as to what the rules were, so I kind of was like, like, what do we do? And he's like, he's like, listen, man, do you want to just play my ball and we'll just pretend like it never happened? 
And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Where's yeah. Your, you're on your way for a smooth what? Would you shoot oh, that? Oh, hundred and some odd, forty something. <laughs> <laughs> so it really did not matter, but um, I will say my first par was because of a little collusion, let's call it. So, yeah. Wow, confessions of a new golfer. Yeah, so wow. if the if the Berkshire League board of directors wants to come at me. <laughs> Dude, take his 140. <laughs> <laughs> make, make, make my 147 and one, even 150, and we'll call it all square. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, well... That's a that's a hard story to beat, TT. I don't I don't know where we really go from there, but uh, I, I think I can beat it. All right. Oh God. So this is dangerous. I don't know. This is bad. <laughs> I'm a little worried about where this is headed. So, um, I have a lot of stories about myself. Um, God, which one do you want? Well, you said you, you, said you can could beat, beat it. it so now that I thought, now that I step up with this one. We'll do the first one, which was more like that I generally thought. It was the right thing to do, and then we'll go into the if you if we have time you want to like how the other one. Just let's hear it. So the first time, I'm like a freshman in high school. Okay, I've played literally like golf for a year and a half at this point. Just gone up, hit golf balls. Really not played. Um, so we're at this tournament or well this match or whatever you want to call it, and I was having a really tough time. So my golf coach was like, hey, um, so you see that dandelion over there? It's like a, a yellow dandelion. Um, he's like, yeah, just line up with that. Like, pretend it's in front of your ball. And I literally took him, like, legitimately serious for that. So I started to pick up dandelions and put them in front of my ball as an aiming point. Wow. Honestly, that's not, that's not that bad. Like, I mean, there's some rules in golf where... Like you don't break, like you don't count putts as good, right? No. Like you don't get, get putts, but like, like if some kid did that to me in in my group, I probably wouldn't even realize it, and I probably wouldn't have cared. Like I would, like I personally been, I was in the club championship, in the final group, not this year but the year before, and this guy who ended up coming second because of this, um, was wiping either the sand. Or the dew. I think it was the dew. The dew off off the green with his towel, and that is illegal too. I thought you could do that. No, well, it's a penalty. No, really. You can you yeah. can pick up losing penalties. He lost the club championship because of it. He lost the club championship. Who was it? And I and it was I, I didn't even know what happened. Like I just kind of was like putting, and the other guy called uh called it out. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a rough rough way to get a penalty. So yeah, and I, there's a lot of rules in golf. So sometimes, uh, but I think. There's clearly a difference if you're doing something yeah intentionally and yeah like, unintentional yeah exactly so uh, that's part of the game as well like just learning all the rules yeah. right especially if you John want to play in competition the rule and this year he uh he was he he went down he he had a brain fart and he forgot to mark his ball and he picked his ball up and he but then the the what you do is you call an official over you say hey man like that's what I did and I did that and he get and he sets you a penalty. And I, I think with like regular play, the issue is you don't have those officials walking exactly. around watching yeah, us. 100%. And it's up to you know the honor code, the integrity for you to be like, hey man, I, I messed up. I gotta confess this to you. And you know it, that just kind of shows how much integrity you have for the game. It's hard. I, I personally, it was just this happens with me and Connor, and um, I ended up hitting 
I thought was I thought Connor hit my ball. We we're playing the exact same ball. That was not, first not in mistake. the same group. Not in the same group. We were, but we were playing the exact same ball in high school match, and I hit I hit mine right down the middle. He hit his into my fairway, and I thought he hit he hit first. He I thought he hit my ball. Everybody in my group thought so too. Yeah, and everyone in my group was like, "No, that was your ball." So I dropped. I they told me to drop one. And I was a freshman. I dropped one, and I moved on. And I, I made a par. And then I went back in. I was like, "Hey, was I allowed to do that?" Like I, I asked them. I was like, "Was I allowed to do?" That? I couldn't. I wouldn't be able. To, I don't think personally that like, I could live with myself if I we didn't say anything. If I didn't say anything, and like I, I, I found yeah. out later that I cheated. Yeah. Because I don't know. I just. I mean, it, yeah, it was. It was genuine. You didn't really know. And I ended up getting DQ'd. We lost that match, but yeah, I think it makes it makes some L's, but that's that's yeah, it makes you better. You like yeah. you learn. Yeah. Yeah, and in my case, it was kind of like we are so done with this. We just want to go yeah. home and get out the range. And again, yeah. you didn't. It was like literally your first time playing yeah, golf. Yeah, exactly. It was. A was tournament. that was that your first time playing eighteen holes? That right? that was my first time playing eighteen holes of golf. Wow. Yeah. So it, it was pouring wild. rain as well for the middle. Uh, let's call it sixteen holes. Yeah, I played pretty. That was a misery. Yeah, it was it was a rough day. Yeah. So, I, but I think the moral of all that is just. Uh, Another, another great part to the game of golf is, again, it just it mirrors life, right? So if you gotta cheat your way through it, at a certain point, you have to, you have to go to lay your head uh, on your pillow at night, and you, you're the one that has to deal with the fact that you're not being honest or you're not, you know. And if you can do that, then, all right, that's how that's how you want to live your life, you know. So it it's a game. But it's a game that requires not only integrity, but it's a game of respect and honor, and there, there's a lot of a lot of great things to be taken away from the game of golf. So yeah. it's got morals oh. that you can apply to other things in life too. It's it's sure. literally a microcosm of life. Exactly. Yeah. And boys, I think that's actually a good way to uh, to end it here, and uh, we look forward to uh, talking next week. But we got some golf to play. Yeah, we're, we still, we're, still, we're still looking at some tee times. I mean, a little 145 action on Saturday for some Dyes Valley at TBC Sawgrass. Yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll have to fill you guys in next episode and on all the matches that we play. Yeah, and we have lots of content enough to bring us right through the winter. We're gonna have a lot of vlogs on the way. And, and remember, and remember, follow b under par at on Instagram and like. Comment, everything, to everything that you can do, anything that you can do, just look, just bring it in. Tell your parents. Just bring it in. Tell your parents. Tell your parents. I'm sure your dad would love this. Your dad. Or your mom. Or your mom. And if you don't yet, you're going to be. Or your mom, you know? It's equal opportunities. Equal opportunities. We love it. All right. So until next time, thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you later. Peace.